0: Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, this edition of Winchester Radio. I will never get tired of hearing uh, Jared and Jensen introduce our show. <laughs> it's like I hear it for the first time every week. <laughs> um, tonight, uh, tonight for us, uh, we're going to be talking about the a supernatural episode, the vessel, fourteenth episode of season eleven, written by Robert Barons and directed by the very awesome classic John Badham. Um Just quickly, one second. Um, Becky and I were talking about doing something right before we went on air. And Becky, should we say that for later? Like, like Go no, before we get...
2: go ahead. Right now.
1: Do you want to do it now? Go ahead because I yeah. I feel like it's a
2: Uh, Well, today, um, Cliff and Mitch Kosterman, if you follow them on Twitter, it's at Bodyguard for J&J. Cliff and Mitch is at Mitch Kosterman. Both a very big part of the Supernatural family. They tweeted today that they lost their dad. He passed away yesterday. Uh, We just want to send out much love to both Cliff and Mitch and the rest of their family let them know that we are thinking of them and uh, we're very sorry for their loss and Last week Gil McKinney tweeted that his father had passed away. So we want to send him and his family a lot of love too. We're thinking all of them are in our thoughts.
1: Yes. I I send my condolences and and good thoughts to them as well. We wish them uh love and light and may may both fathers rest in peace. Goodness, that's a difficult thing. Very difficult thing. Um, that was a great photo of the Costermans, though. I thought, wow, you can surely see where Cliff and Mitch got their looks. My goodness, they look just like their dad. <laughs> it was a great He picture. was at,
2: um, at BandCon this year for the premiere of the SPN fan movie um, Sizzle Reel, um, which I was mm-hmm. at I'm part of it. Um, Mr. Kosterman was there. He was sitting in a chair right there beside all of us that were um, move, uh, part of the movie team. And so I didn't get to talk to him, but I did get to see him, and he looked like a very
1: nice gentleman. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, so we, will, we will talk about the episode. Uh, we're going to talk about it for a little while. And uh, we do not have a guest this evening, so in uh, a little bit later in the show we will um, – Mention the guest call-in phone number and take calls if you have any questions or comments uh, about The Vessel, Um, which I really liked. I don't believe this episode title is a song for the first time in a few episodes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh,
3: It did have
1: multiple meanings for the episode, which I thought was really cool. And there was a wonderful song period song used for this episode at the beginning and at the end and uh uh i the the, the singer and the title um Piaf, and it's french and i'm terribly sorry i don't speak french so i'm i'm probably going to not pronounce at least some of this right um, and i'm very sorry it's called mon je, je regret or regrette rien r e n R-I-E-N, and I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that, but it means, no, I don't regret anything. And apparently the song was written, actually, and performed in the 50s, which is later than this episode, but it really suited the episode and the feeling of the time period, and certainly from the title, fit the episode, uh, because there was... um, at least the actions of the woman of letters in the past, Delphine, she certainly did not have any regrets about what she did. And the sailors on the submarine did not have any regrets about their actions because they were all truly heroes. Um, The one person, of course, we know definitely has many regrets is Dean, (laughs) because that's Dean. who uh, always feels guilty and wants to save everyone and could not do it this time. And as he says at the end, he was, he was just a witness and I I wish he didn't feel bad because there was just nothing he could have done. But I, I love him for feeling like he wanted to do something and he offered to use the hand of God right then, even though he knew they needed it because he obviously had so much respect for all of them. And that whole time, almost the whole time he's on the submarine, it's so sad. And I like that Dean was honest with them and said, you know, yes, yes, you're going to die and you're honest. And he was honest about when the war was going to end. And I guess they felt like, well, at least I know it's going to end soon. And hopefully my family, my friends will be okay my fellow soldiers and sailors will survive, maybe, but our mission is to is to die at this point, and it was it was very sad. Um, at least they all had the knowledge that they took the Nazi ship with them when they went. <laughs> um, thanks to Delphine using the hand of God, and I, I realize I'm talking about actually the end of the episode before we talk about the beginning, but. I mean, it has threads throughout the entire, throughout the entire episode. Um, should we talk about the end first? Uh, keep going. We can stop. We can back up. What should we do? Well, the
2: episode was really, really good. I'm super impressed with Jerry Wanick's creation Mm. of the submarine. That's just amazing. It's hard to believe it's not a real submarine. Um, but I just just to get it out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hand of God doesn't work. You <laughs> know, it was a one-time thing apparently. And mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. what was the point? Uh, there was no point. There was no, There was no reason for this episode because it doesn't work. So the whole thing was just pointless. And so, I'm hoping. I'm hoping because it reminds me of (laughs) the you know because there's so many Raiders of the Lost Ark comparisons with this episode. It reminds me of Mm -hmm. the Big Bang Theory episode where um, Amy told Sheldon that everything would have happened in that episode whether Indiana Jones is in it or not. It kind of reminds me of that because Dean was pointless. The whole thing was pointless because nothing. They there was it doesn't work. So the only thing I'm hoping is maybe it actually will work, that the only one, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm getting to the end again while I'm rewatching while we're talking, was I only saw Lucifer pick it up at the end, right? I'm thinking, so maybe it doesn't work in Lucifer's hands. Maybe it'll work again some other time. Maybe there is a reason for it. Otherwise,
1: it's just pointless. Well, that's, that's interesting you, you say that it was because Lucifer handled it. I actually have that in my notes that maybe it won't work for Lucifer because he's he's the bad guy. He's the villain. He's he's the dark angel. He's the fallen angel. Why would a relic of God work for work for him? You would think with all that power and knowledge of God's power in it that it would it would know who was handling it. Also um, Delphine took it out and used it, and she had the the sigil or the symbols actually carved in her. So if you need that, no matter what you are, maybe that was the reason they they thought it wouldn't work anymore. They didn't have anything. So, yeah.
2: yeah, I'm hoping there's some reason that it will eventually mm-hmm. work because otherwise. It was just a really cool episode on a submarine.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) Dean, Dean in a uniform, I can't complain. Very (laughs) true. Very true. (laughs) Um, But okay, so.
2: Having said that, though, I've got to say, the episode was very awesome. And it was, you know, like Mm -hmm. I said, Jerry Wanick's submarine was so cool, the guest actors were awesome. Um, you know, Jared, Jensen, and Misha, awesome as usual. We finally, you know how worried I've been about our poor king of hell. We finally got <laughs> to find out what was up with him. And yes. it, it's worse than we, it's just worse than I even imagined. He's in a Hawaiian shirt and a T-shirt. That's just yeah. terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, in a collar I and being called good doggy. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, so yeah, <laughs> Crowley loves his clothes. You know, Crowley is a mm-hmm. sharp dresser. I can imagine that Lucifer's thinking, what's the worst torture he can do for Crowley? Let's put him in some
1: crappy clothes. <laughs> <laughs> <was> yes. <laughs> yes, that's the absolute worst for him, I'm I'm sure. And all I could think is when Crowley gets free and can get his, his revenge, He's going to get revenge for every single tiny little thing that Lucifer did for it, did, did, yes. including the horrible outfit. Um, I want to, I want to go back to the hand of God in this episode. Um, you said the episode is pointless because the hand of God didn't work, but wouldn't didn't Dean go back to get it to bring it back to the present? So it still would have worked here if if they hadn't had to use it aboard the yeah, submarine.
2: That- yeah, right? if they didn't use it, okay. that's what I'm guessing. But um, or okay. was it used on that submarine all along? You know, time travel—it'll travel, make oh, your yeah. head hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So it it did did it, you know? Did the way that the submarine and everything sunk, as history knows it, was because Dean went back and they had to use it and all that?
1: Hmm. Yeah, and they didn't really know know too much about the the submarine the bluefin how it how it never made it right it didn't they didn't say anything about it, the Nazi ships so they didn't really know before Dean went how it sank so they couldn't tell if history had been changed or not right like like right, the method right. of them being destroyed it. so okay so yeah I mean I mean it was such a good episode I like you I really hope there's an eventual Use or point to this, and they didn't throw it away. I mean, Dean still has it at the very end of the episode, he's just holding it, so it's still there. Um, so maybe, maybe it'll come around again. Sometimes, you know, one of my favorite seasons of Buffy was fifth season, and I loved how oh, throughout that season,
0: him.
1: yes, how throughout that season there were all these standalone episodes, and they ended up like. Keeping the trolls' hammer, or and there were other things that they had, and you thought they were just like, and they went into uh, Giles's ma- magic shop as, as artifacts. Well, little little known to to the fans watching, there was a purpose to those being collected for the entire season because they used all of them to to defeat Glory, the god, the big bad of the season. So I always hoped Supernatural was something similar. And things that you don't, that you think are one use or 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 not a part of it, will all be gathered up and used at the end of the season, like Buffy. So maybe it'll happen with the hand of God. We don't know. Um, also, the hand of God made me wonder what else is out there that might have the power of God, because that's only one piece of the Ark of the Covenant. Right? So there could be other pieces of the right, Ark of the right. Covenant. Also with the power of God, or they could be completely other different relics of, of with the power of God. So maybe they should go looking for one of them. You know? Right? So it also made me wonder, what else? Cause, because... Um, Dominions in hell brought Lucifer all the weapons from his crypt, right? Those were the spears right, uh-huh. and the staffs and everything. Well, what's in there? I mean, cause, yeah, because yeah. Lucifer was was defeat, defeated um, before. Is there something in there? It's like the evil counterpart to the hand of God that will work against tomorrow. Maybe you need both. Maybe you need a piece of the Ark of the Covenant and you need one of Lucifer's weapons to defeat her? All very good questions. Thank you. No answers. (laughs) No, I have no answer. (laughs) (laughs) No one does. (laughs) You know, or maybe, maybe Jeremy Carver has an idea. (laughs) Or maybe, what the heck, maybe he's maybe. listening and taking notes. Maybe he's listening to our <laughs> podcast
3: and taking notes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if he was, the show would have changed a long
3: time ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> oh, that
1: is very true. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. I I love I, seeing another woman of letters. Oh, sorry.
3: Go ahead.
2: Oh, so I was just going to give huge props to Misha this episode. honestly, to mm-hmm. goodness, as, as exciting as the submarine and everything was, Misha's Lucifer was my very favorite thing in the whole episode. He was just killing it. Um, When when they, when they we first see him sitting on the throne and playing Angry Birds or whatever it was he was playing, and the first mm-hmm. line he says, I swear it sounded exactly like Mark Pellegrino. Like they looped in a mm-hmm. Mark, P- Mark Pellegrino line. It sounded just like him. And he was just so good and so creepy and very Mark Pellegrino like he just, he, he, he was my favorite thing in the whole episode. He, I I was just wondering more of his Lucifer. It was, it was very good and very mm-hmm. fun. I'm so glad they're finally giving him something interesting to do because he's not just sitting around and watching Netflix anymore.
0: And <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> fun to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Totally agree with you. I thought he was fantastic in this episode. Um, Uh, when he first accepts Lucifer in and then his performance as Cassifer, I was like, yikes, this is a little too much over the top for me. I mean, it's way too much. I know Mark Pellegrino plays Lucifer sort of larger than life, so to speak, but I thought we should have just even gone overboard from that. And the next time we saw him, he was a little better. But this episode, like, like he finally found it, you know, and he was, he was terrific. He he really was. He was, he was creepy and he was funny and he was totally channeling Mark Pellegrino's Lucifer, who you forget is so horrible and evil because he's always so sort of chipper about all the terrible things he's doing and thinking and, and and all that. So, yes, I thought Misha did a great job as well. Glad to hear it. I mean, but, but <laughs> he's he's really going to be in trouble if Crowley ever gets out of that uh collar and chain that he's on because was that to go well. that was
2: on was was Crowley wearing the same collar that they had on Rowena in her last episode? Um or uh, well, could the be. On, I, well, I'm thinking not, because if I remember right, the spikes on Rowena's collar went in towards her neck. And whereas mm. on Crowley's and this one, they went out.
0: So, right. Was
1: that the witch, the witch, not witch? Which one. Which yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. and Crowley's outfit must've been very painful for him. Oh poor Crowley! I've been so yeah. worried about him. I know. Well, now we know where he's been. Poor he's been help. in the kennel. I, I love, uh, Cassifer calling him doggy, good doggy, yeah, and patting him doggy. on the head and you oh, boy, boy, you can tell. I mean, and uh, uh, Crowley is afraid. Oh, I kept, you know, all I but kept
2: thinking about was how much fun it had to have been for Mark and Micho and filming those. <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yes, that was those that was, were very well done. Um and I you know that one minion in hell who you know, they're trying to have business as usual. We're like, Well, we'll do the soul reports and Lucifer's like, I don't care, you know, how many yeah. are here you know, he's it's a big deal and then and then the one minion who who tries to talk to him, you know, about, about their next, next plan. I'm like, man, you're just really stupid or really brave, but I'm thinking you're really stupid, <laughs> you know, right. I that right. Not a good idea. Not a good idea.
2: Um, okay. Oh, um, I've uh, one of the sailors by the way when I was looking up the cast for the episode um one of the sailors the one with the dark brown beard and he worked with the captain you know he was like his
0: assistant yeah. or whatever
2: I don't um that guy that actor um for those of you who watched Dark Angel Jensen's show and um you know previous show which one of my all-time favorite shows I love Dark Angel um he was in an episode of Dark Angel he played one of the um, X-Fives, like Jensen's character was.
1: Um, so they had actually acted together before. Cool. He looks really familiar to me. That's, Dark Angel wasn't the reason why, but it was making
3: me nuts. Because <laughs> I'm like, I know I've seen <laughs> you before. You know. Yeah, but he's yeah, been I, in I a million
2: I things. I looked mm. him up, and he's he's been in a million things that actor has. Been. Wow. Okay. His name
1: is Jesse well,
2: Moss.
1: Well, you know Vancouver is a small acting pool, so <laughs> they they get around a lot. Um, I, I, again, Jerry Wadick's set for the submarine was; well, his whole crew was just fantastic. But but I, I being an X Files fan, I could not help but think of the X Files episode with the submarine and the conning tower coming up through the ice you know I'm like
2: just Well, all the thinking that about was, it was I kept thinking of the angel episode on the submarine Do you remember hmm. that one from the last season Um uh, it's a I, uh was, <laughs> it's it was probably It was
1: it was kind of a yeah, flashback yeah, episode yeah, I do. yeah Yes um right
2: Angel the um government or whatever got Angel to go on to a Nazi submarine to I forget the exact thing, but Spike was on it and Spike ate a Nazi so he was wearing the Nazi clothes and and, mm-hmm. and it ended up that Angel had um, vamped a guy on it um because right. that was the only way that they would all live and or something and yeah.
1: Oh, okay, yes. I I do remember do remember that, so but I did think it was it's just a really cool thing and but yeah, Jerry Mon's crew, man, I believe that was real submarine, that's how good it was, so good, yes, and the lighting and and them being in the rough waters and the ship and everything, yeah, it was terrific. Um, I thought it was very cool to see another woman of letters. Um, didn't didn't say she was she was the only one, and I thought, well, what about Abaddon? But well, she she, she, wasn't, wasn't, training. A, she, was she wasn't, wasn't training. I she wasn't a full woman of letters yet, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, and then Abaddon.
2: And you. Um, yeah, Abaddon possessed her beforehand. <laughs>
1: Her name right. was Josie
2: before she was
1: Beth. Right, that's right. I couldn't remember. Um, but at least they were, like Dean points out, they were surprisingly accepting of women because it, during that time they they were not. So I think that's that's pretty cool. And I thought Delphine was awesome. Um, the actress yes. who played her was terrific, and the character was great. And I wait, um, she she took out Dean. Right away, <laughs> you know. She's like, no one, no one on this the ship knows my name. You know, who are you? <laughs> and and I I love how both he and Sam, when they say they're men of letters, they say it with great respect and reverence. You know, they're still, they still think that's such a wonderful thing. You know, to them to have found out they have that. such yeah. a history. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was it was lovely the way he pronounces it. Um, and Sam, too, also. So. Speaking of Sam, my issue with Sam in this episode is that he drank all the coffee. <laughs> like,
0: oh, my God. <laughs> That's terrible. As a non-coffee drinker, it didn't
2: bother me.
1: <laughs> I don't drink coffee, oh so God. it didn't bother
2: me a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I would be like, because we know how much Dean loves his coffee. And then and, and Sam's like, he didn't care. He's like, yeah, we're out. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Go find a beer. And then Sam says, Dean, really? It's noon. And I'm like, really, Sam? You've never seen Dean drink a beer at noon? He's probably had beer at 8 a.m. <laughs> right, a. M. right. This is
3: Dean Winchester like we're it.
0: talking
2: about here.
3: Yeah, unless he, he was just in the
1: lead and he wanted to just even though he knows better that Dean, of course, has had a uh, beer in the morning, he just wanted, he's just annoyed. He doesn't want Dean doing it. So he was just kind of pointing it out. But he's got to have seen Dean drink in the morning before. That is certainly, certainly not news. Um, so, yeah, I said, Dean, do you expect me to drink water? Like, well, yeah. It's good for you.
2: That reminds me, totally off topic. But uh, the other day, my son came in with an empty water bottle, um, you know, like the store bought water bottle, and he says, "Do mm-hmm. we have any water that I could pour in my water bottle? It's empty." And I'm like, "Yeah, the tap in the kitchen's full of it." You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. and-
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Where do
1: you think water came from before we used the bottle it (laughs) those? Oh, well. (laughs) Back in the day, (laughs) your mother had to walk four miles. Uphill. Through through the snow. Through the snow. (laughs) Uphill. To get water. (laughs) And I shouldn't laugh because people people did actually have to do that to get water. And unfortunately in the world, there are many places you still have to do that to get fresh water for the day. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Making fun of that. Making fun of that. We're just sort of having a little fun (laughs) over over Becky's son going. Do you think there's any water around? (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: That's
1: cute. Oh, and as long as we're talking about the opening scene and the coffee, does that opening scene feel a lot like the opening scene for Love Hurts? A lot.
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dean even goes to the refrigerator and smells milk, you know, just like he did with the mm-hmm. Chinese food, and yeah, very much like it.
1: Yeah, that was weird because, and I know the writers they work together, you know, it would be kind of, but but nobody like sits right there on top of the other writer looking at the script word for word. So it's interesting that the two opening scenes are so similar between the two. Episodes, you know? Yep. Yep. Kind of weird. Also, when Sam's talking about the Nazis and their interest in occult objects, and neither one of them seems to like, that's like news to them. And I'm like, well, you guys have seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. You talk about seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Of course you know they're interested in occult objects. Hello, Ark of the Covenant. There's a picture sitting right. right there. <laughs> like, come on, you guys. At least Dean mentions Raiders late, later. I'm surprised they don't mention it. But that's like one of my little nitpicks about it. But that's okay. Um. The scene with Delphine and the Nazi officer, it just in general made me think and and give great respect to any undercover law enforcement person ever and spy because I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they are able to fake how they feel and what they believe and everything else. I give them great credit because I don't know how Delphine held it together to deal with that horrible Nazi officer (sighs)
2: if you pause the um pause it uh, when sam's looking at the screen and reading about um the the information on his computer it was about that nazi it's delphine's um mission and it tells about that nazi Mm -hmm. and all the horrible things that he's done Mm. yeah horrible
1: it's horrible um was he a fictional Nazi officer? I I meant to look it up and I think and... I think so. No, um, uh, probably,
0: but
2: I don't know. The I can't even. I'm going to try to attempt his name. I've got it pulled up here on IMDb. Um, the actor's name was Richard Stroh, but the character's name was Beth Slider for the first name and Gumprecht for the second name. So.
1: Oh, yeah, probably Gumprecht, but the first name I can't even begin to pronounce. Yeah. Oof. And of course, you know, he may be a fictional character, but the the horrible crimes he committed are certainly based on the truth about the Nazis in World War Two. Well, looking at a picture of him, he's got he's got hair in this picture. <laughs> And well, he's a busy guy, too. Um, what else about this episode? Oh, another tiny thing that bugged me. Um, Dean not knowing who Jules Verne was. I mean, he's... Yeah!
3: Kind of, but
2: I mean, the shot you know, we, like, we know from many past episodes, he's a book reader and he's read some of those big classic books. He would know Jules
1: Verne. Mm-hmm. And he would have read it to Sam, I would think. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, and all of those things. They're, they're kids' books. They're, yeah, very intelligent kids' books. Those are kids' books or at least the movies and of course he would know. And he's seems pretty well read and smart. So that bugged me that, that, it's in there that he was not familiar with Joel's fern. It wasn't necessary for him to say that. There's no, they don't really explain Joel's fern. You, you know, it was just, it's just a reference. So it bugs me, and I'm sorry, Robert Barrons, but you should not have put that in there. Maybe you didn't. Maybe it was somebody oh, else taking oh. a pass on the script and doing it. But anyway, yes.
2: Not, not to interrupt you, but just because the scenes on the TV right now just remind me of another mm-hmm. thing that bugs me. Okay, so Castiel. Or Cassifer, when he pops Dean into the submarine, he apparently falls into the ocean. And so he shows up at the bunker dripping wet, just poured, soaking wet. And the next thing you mm-hmm. see him, he's taken off the trench coat, but he's still wearing the suit, which should still be
0: mm-hmm. wet
2: to the bone. And he's drying off with a towel and patting the suit with the towel. I'm like, uh, 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 "No, that's not how drying works." You know? So I, I, I don't know if it's his angel powers, you know, dried the suit, you know, from mm-hmm. his body out, but he, it should still be soaking wet. And that part had yeah. me laughing so hard.
1: It was funny, and i I thought it. I thought it. Served him right. <laughs> I actually <laughs> thought it was very cool that the that the wards um could stop Lucifer from getting on the submarine. And I hope now that now that Sam and Dean know that that, that Lucifer's there, that Dean remembers that the wards Delphine used on the submarine work against Lucifer. So back yeah, yeah. can be later on. Definitely. And 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 it also reminds me of that pretty much anyone and their evil brother can walk into that bunker <laughs> and what is yeah, wrong right, with family. Right. <laughs> so, be crazy about the bunker. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I thought that was really, really cool that, that Lucifer couldn't get on the submarine. And... And that was a different
2: set of Different sigil that we've never seen before, so maybe it is more powerful mm-hmm.
1: than other mm-hmm. ones. Yes. And the one that was on, that was carved on Delphine's chest, was it the exact same sigil or similar? Yeah. It was the same mm-hmm. one. Yeah. And I'm and I'm glad they explained that it was tied to to her body and to her blood. And everything, and Dean couldn't just cut the symbol like she had to die. That's how integrated it was—the power in, in her body, which makes sense because, like you said, we haven't we haven't seen it before, so it could have a lot more power than than we've seen before on those. So that all could also come in handy later on.
2: Yeah, because I was wondering at first, it's like, uh, no, he doesn't have to kill her. Can he just scratch it? Like he, you know, they do yeah. the. But- Paintings on the wall, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm glad she said, mm-hmm. Nope, nope, this is why you got to kill me.
1: But, but she could just scratch the symbol on the wall of the submarine, right? Right, because it so, wasn't mm. tied to
2: blood or whatever.
1: Yeah, okay, well, that's that's also good to know. Um, yeah, that was that was hard to watch her say, you know, to be in. And offering the knife to kill her, and of course, <laughs> you know Dean. He certainly didn't want to do it, and he didn't have to because she took that decision out of his hands by using the using the hand of God to and everything else. I'm um, looking through my notes. Hmm. Um, I wasn't big on Dean calling, I guess it was Delphine. He said, where's where's the broad? Like, Dean doesn't say that. I mean. Maybe like, he
2: was using 1940s terms. I guess. That could be. I, she that even called herself a hottie, skirt. Which, yeah. You know, she, she even called herself a skirt. And I liked it when Taylor says, but you're wearing pants.
1: I love that. Yes. I <laughs> so you're very literal. Very literal. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. So I guess he could have been trying to use the right terminology, but then he called her a hottie later. You look at him like, huh? <laughs> that was funny. Um, and I felt so bad for the crew because, I mean, we didn't know him that long. But I just thought they were so well acted and and you know, handled and written. I I felt so sorry for them. So that was yeah. that was really cool. I felt so bad. And you
2: knew you know as much as Dean wanted to save them. You know we knew that they had to die, or else there's no telling what could have changed in the future. You know all these mm. people that were dead then that being alive now, and you know. Kids that would have come from them, and you know, things, a lot of things have mm-hmm. been really majorly changed.
1: Definitely. Oh, a fun little moment was the the one sailor was testing Dean, and he said, "Who wins the World Series?" <laughs> and Dean answers, oh, I don't know, the Rangers. I don't really follow baseball." And That's <laughs> yeah. fun because it's the Texas, it's the Texas Rangers, which of course is probably just a little fun thing for Dean for Jensen to say, of course.
2: Um, and I'm guessing they weren't around back in 1943. Who, by the Um, way, that you know the sailor acted like he didn't, he never heard of them.
1: So, right, yeah, I'd have to look up when the when the team um, became a franchise. But yes, in fact, you're right. I think they came they came later on. They're not one of the earliest baseball teams, but um, I'm sure Jensen got a kick out of it because I go and. I know Jim Beaver's a big fan of them, too. Texas. Um, what do you think of Sam and Dean finding out in this episode that Cass said yes to Lucifer? I honestly thought they would not have reeled it quite this quickly. But I'm glad. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, part of me is surprised. Part of me is like, yeah, this one's about Right. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm glad, I'm glad they finally did. And I liked it, mm-hmm. but what I, the part that I think is interesting is they didn't figure out he was, he was Lucifer, Lucifer just told him, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting. You know, usually, you know, you would have, you know, Sam and being like, you know, something's off with Cass, you know, and you know, figuring mm-hmm. it out and then nope, Lucifer's just like, Oh, I don't need you. Why am I pretending? I'm Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but but Sam does kind of twig to the fact that Cat Cass, who he thinks is Cass, says, um, we need to get it back and then he says, I mean, Dean, yeah. we need to get Dean back. So he kind of looks at him, and he's so, Sam, I think, is so focused on getting Dean back that it didn't fully into place. But I think if things weren't so crazy, or maybe later it would have come to him, like, wait a minute, there's too many clues here that something is not right. But Sam does, yeah. uh, he does figure out that, or he does say to Calf, Lucifer. You know, he does realize that, mm-hmm. and and Yeah, and I love him when he yells at Cass, you you reject him, you know, you get him out of there, and and Cass refuses and says, I want to be of service, and and he doesn't have the strength because it's all he can do to keep Lucifer down enough to talk to Sam and deal with him right then, but he still wasn't going to give it up because Sam tells Dean later, he said, you know, he did this on purpose. So I'm sure that will come back into play later on. Yeah, I just, I I, I don't get why Cassiel
2: did that. I mean, me personally, I'm glad he did because it's very fun Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying the storyline. I'm glad he did say yes. But he's got something to do. yeah. Yeah. But the other part is like, well, it's just so dumb. Why would you do that? You know, <laughs> we know. How, you know, Cas, you know, Lucifer was around before. Don't you remember? It's not good.
1: Yeah, it's not going to end well, Cass, at all. I don't know, except he has a, a, a long and storied history of also making bad decisions, similar to Sam and Dean always saying yes to a deal, you always <laughs> Right, right, you know they they don't learn, and then you know, uh, Cass took in the leviathans. You know he's he makes pretty bad decisions too, uh, with the best of intentions, but they're still bad, very very bad decisions. So, yeah, and Sam and Dean are not happy at ha- not happy at all <laughs> about Cass saying yes. Um, we we have a poor patient caller on the line, maybe. We should put them on for a little bit. I or, mean, I,
2: okay. it might be the. We had a caller, was it last week? He just wants to listen. So it might be one of the. Might be just a listener.
1: That's true. Um,
2: if they. We can ask them if they want to listen, then they can go back to listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's okay. But um, maybe they have a question, so, so we'll have. Uh, Hi caller, this is Winchester Radio. How are you? Are you one of our listeners?
3: Hi. Hi. Um. Man, I I have a
2: question.
3: Huh? Do
2: you have a question? Did you have a comment? Anything you want to
3: talk about? Um. Yes. Actually, you guys were well. First of all, I listen to your podcast every week, and I absolutely love it. And the topics you guys discuss. Thank you. Um, Thank you. We love you. <laughs> um, so you guys were talking about the whole revealing of Lucifer and Cass not being Cass, and I just actually have a. Uh, did you guys notice the pure like fear and shock on Sam and Dean's face when they found out? Like you could tell Sam was just like so, like oh my gosh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Type of face. Yes, yes and he definitely he, he was like so scared and the fact that he said um use my soul to recharge I'm thinking Sam, no mm-hmm. why did you do that That's right a, That's like a dumb mistake that you made again ah why Um yeah
1: but, yeah. yeah was, I He was terrified. Sam looked terrified to me. I, I actually wrote that down when he realized it was Lucifer, that he was absolutely terrified. But he, I mean, he doesn't let it take over him. He can still function very well, but definitely horrified what had happened.
3: And, and then
1: when he realizes um, it.
3: Yeah, and then I also noticed uh, Dean as well, when uh, after uh, this full Lucifer pulled Dean back, he, and Sam's like, Dean, that's not Cass. And then his face just kind of went, like, total shock. Like, then he realized that's it's Lucifer. And I'm just like, I have to give and Jensen so much credit because they portrayed that, like, awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, totally agree, yeah, completely. I
1: actually thought that Dean underreacted to finding out that Cass was Lucifer. Maybe because at the time travel and what had happened on the ship in Delphine, he was like, he just couldn't deal, you know. I mean, he, he possibly was just in too much shock to to react too much to that. But I thought, you know, I mean, Sam well, like was perfect, but Dina was like a little...
3: Could've or maybe he knew from old, previous episodes with like the signs and how Cass is acting weird. Maybe he kind of had mm-hmm. an idea something up, something was up with him. Or I don't know. I I just have to give Karen Jensen so much credit because they mm-hmm. did that like perfect. Yes. They get lots of credit. They get all the credit
1: <laughs> great yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know we should just- Doing very well now. I like really
3: liked him a lot in this episode as uh, Lucifer. Cassifer. Yes, I, I actually um, like him as Cassifer since he started. Pl- I um being a Cassifer. I like how Misha has portrayed him. Me too. Mm-hmm. It,
2: it's just probably been my favorite performance Misha's done on the show. He's just he's really rocking it, and it's just so much fun to watch. I'm I'm really
3: enjoying it. I am too. He gives me, like, it makes me, like, laugh just how, like, sarcastic and funny he's portraying Lucifer and, like,
0: <laughs> manipulative,
3: mm-hmm. sarcastic type. Mm. But um, I love you guys. I listen to your podcast every week, and it is amazing. Thank you. We really we appreciate that.
1: Thank you so much. Yes. yes, we do. <laughs> Thank you so much.
3: <laughs> we appreciate it. You're welcome. I actually yeah. started listening um, less than a year ago. Well, What's your first name? Uh, uh, my name is Brittany.
2: Brittany. Okay, good. Hi, Brittany. So we'll we'll yep. we'll remember you if you want to call back in. We'll know. Hey, it's Brittany.
3: Hi, <laughs> right, Thank you so
2: much. <laughs> thank you. Call back anytime. I will. Yes. Great comments.
1: Yeah. Not just about it. Was us.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I, I completely agree. Um, I didn't want to interrupt Brittany, but I paused that. It's something I wanted to comment on. When Casper is putting the spell stuff back to, together to do the spell, to go back and get Dean, you notice there's a mm-hmm. human brain sitting there. <laughs> it's like, oh. um, where did they
1: get the human brain from? This is, is kinda of creepy. <laughs> mm, yeah, I didn't see that. You know what I noticed about that scene? And it's it's much less um um <laughs> much less serious than, than your observation. Your observation is much more important. Mine is like, wow, Misha slices really well, like a chef. <laughs> Yeah. It's
0: like, oh, well, you know, it's like,
1: wow. The slicing technique is very good.
2: (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, and also something I wanted to mention, when this show aired live um, on Wednesday night, the weirdest thing happened. Right when it got to the part where um, Dean pops back and um, Sam says to Dean, Um, Dean, that's not cast. Boom. My channel turned to some commercial, and I was like, ah! I turned around. I was like, seriously? What the hell? What's going on? And and I was like, did my network just cut to the commercial too fast? What's going on? Well, I kept waiting, and it keeps going on to commercials, and it's like way past the time that the show should have come back from commercial, and it turns to the show Blackish on ABC. I'm watching CW and it's the channel CW and it's showing mm-hmm. ABC shows. An ABC show on my CW network that had been previously showing Supernatural. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then finally mm. it switched back to Supernatural. Somehow or another, the networks you know, I, I, I watched through DirecTV. Somehow or another then, I don't know if it was the satellites, the networks got mixed, messed up or what, but they got Cross and ABC was showing on my CW, and I missed like five minutes of the show, and I was like, ah! So I had to wait till the next day uh, when my Amazon, because I have the subscription through Amazon, to get um, get it to catch those five minutes that I missed when CW decided to show me ABC shows instead.
1: That was so weird? Very <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, it was like Cassifer got in your. TV. Yeah, <laughs> you I don't change the channel. The only thing I don't—I mean, I don't know what your what your actual your um, CW station is. I mean, do you watch like your local CW affiliate, or do you watch one of the yeah. sort of national CWs? Uh,
0: yeah,
2: I'm in southeastern Kentucky, so um, I watch it through an affiliate from Knoxville,
1: Tennessee, which is like an hour and a half away from me. Ah. I wonder if they if that station has another channel because my friend my friend lives in Denver and he works for a, a TV station there and that station shows there it's both the Fox and the CW affiliate. So I I wonder if it's something similar in your area. So maybe that's how it costs. It costs over. Yeah, it
2: it does. Um, the CW the people who do the news on the CW channel also do the news mm-hmm. on the Fox channel. The Fox affiliate, so it is the same people,
1: mm-hmm. but it was telling mm. the ABC, so okay. I was very confused. Well, I'm out, i I you. Yeah. Out. <laughs> you
0: know, I
1: was like, okay. Very it, it confusing. Possessed. Yeah, I was possessed briefly. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that is very weird. <laughs> um, I guess I'm looking through my notes. Um, I, I I'm looking at my notes about Delphine, and 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 she did the wards, and they're on her, the one was on her body, and uh, do you think she wasn't expecting? trouble, like out of the ordinary trouble being on the submarine hoping she could hide because it doesn't seem like she had that much protection for something like the hand of God which would be so powerful and I mean all you had to do to get the hand of God was kill Delphine. I mean I'm sure she would have fought back but but of course nobody knew about it so maybe that was the biggest part of the protection and I also thought why did the Men of Letters send her? I mean, I know she was under cover with the German officer, but did was she like their best person or was it did they, was it that kind of trust and, and equal equality or did they consider it a suicide mission, maybe? But they wanted the hand of God. Men of letters wanted the hand of God so they certainly wouldn't want somebody to fail a bunch of thoughts I had, but it seemed like it wasn't a ton of protection. Maybe she thought the words would be enough. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that, yeah, that I think that Ward must be, like, more powerful than normal since, you know, mm-hmm. she you know, she's got it in, tw- you know, mixed with her blood and everything. I think
0: mm-hmm. that
2: they gave her the strong, you know, and remember this is you know, the 40s and things. So maybe they gave her the strongest thing they had at that moment.
1: hmm Interesting. I hope, I really hope Dean remembers that symbol because I, I really do think well, it could be we important. We
2: know
0: that
2: he's, he's really good at remembering things like that. Remember from French mistake, mm-hmm. um, he remembered the symbol that... Um, Balthazar made, you know, he was able to just draw it from memory, you know, in
1: in the mm-hmm. fake
2: world, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you know, their their work and their lives depend on them being able to remember those symbols, you know, and the wardings and the sigils and, and do them. So I wouldn't be surprised if he remembered, but I, I wonder if there's more to it.
3: Yeah, because yeah. we only—I mean, because we that,
1: we saw her scratching one symbol, but there could have been more. Well, she scratched, Besides. you know. We know Dean got rid of one,
2: and she got rid of one, and then there was the one on her. So there were three total.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Hmm. And I wonder if there are others that do different things, you know. And I liked how the spell that casts Cassifer did and said it was magic that hadn't been tried it was just theoretical and because I remember thinking oh really this spell is mighty convenient here you know but then I'm like okay that makes sense you know I like the way they resolve that saying um, it's theoretical and they weren't 100% sure it would work and it makes sense that the bunker would be full of resources that Sam and Dean haven't had a chance to read fully
2: Right, right. You
1: know,
2: I like how, you know, at first they thought that the hand of God may have been there, you know, because they were mm-hmm. on the way to bring it back there. So, hey, maybe it's here. So there's no telling what all cool things are there. Yes. Yes. You know, I'm sure, you know, we've already, you know, there's a garage, there's a shooting range. I'm sure there's, you know, a, a bowling alley, a movie theater, and, you know, other places <laughs> there that you just haven't found I'm sure. Yet. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and um, a dungeon. Dean was very excited to find right. out. they finally had a dungeon. <laughs> so, you know, and we don't know how many total, like, bedrooms there are. I mean, Sam and Dean only use one each that we know of. There's one or two bathrooms. Kitchen, they spend a lot of time there. So, yeah, there's no telling what other rooms and places there are and what secrets. Rooms there are that they haven't. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yep. 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 yeah. They just you need know, to get better at warding them because <laughs> everybody gets in. I wonder, you know,
2: in this one, you know, Sam used the angel be gone sigil to blast Lucifer mm-hmm. out of there. I'm wondering if they're going to have to, I would think, ward the whole bunker to keep him mm-hmm. from going back. Yes. You know, similar, I'm guessing similar to when Kevin was on um, Garth's boat. You know, they had it warded. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. they'll have to do the same thing. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to dread seeing that beautiful bunker with all the paint all over it it's putting up all the, <laughs> the sigils. Is, it's just too pretty.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they could use, like, different kinds of paint that wouldn't show up, you know, like fluorescent. Yeah, you know, like, yeah
2: to like the glow-in-the-dark
1: paint, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, well, if Lucifer tried or anybody tried, they wouldn't see it was there. Well, who knows, angel vision, but you know, it might be interesting. But yeah, one would one would hope that they immediately started warding that place because they, they know Lucifer's going to come back. They know he is, so... Well. They better we know have gotten in, started um, on it.
2: Season. Oh, when you get eleven seasons, it's so hard to remember back to which. Yes. Um. The um. The one death goes on vacation. Death. On, death's on a holiday or
0: whatever that yes. episode is. Yes. I yes. Wanted, death takes I always a holiday. Always want to say
2: death is, Yeah, I was. I was want to say death's on vacation. Um. That episode. The funeral home Mm -hmm. that um, the demons had taken over, they had it warded on the outside with fluorescent paint that only um, angels and dead people could see.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's what they need to do. There is,
2: you know, yeah.
1: They need to do something, that's for sure. (laughs) You know, and I think I would like put up like a big fence with sigils on it, and maybe dig a moat <laughs> and,
2: and put even right. more sigils on it. <laughs> uh, you know, get some. You know, I know how much they hate witches, but you know, maybe get a spell to cloak mm-hmm. it or something.
1: And.
3: Mm. Yeah. Um. It's
1: interesting that that sigil works on Lucifer. You know. Yeah, the, I, that's it'll what be gone. I, I was
2: wondering. I was wondering, is it just because Angel is, or you know, Lucifer is an angel? You, you know, no matter mm. how powerful he is, he is mm. just an angel. Or is it because he's in, he's in Castiel's Cast- vessel?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Cast
2: is there. So did so did it did it because? But is it basically Lucifer was riding along with Cass and Cass got blasted out, so he had to go along too?
1: Or you know, right. Oh one I, I mhm. Yeah. I thought that was awesome of Sam, you know. That was just great thinking, you know, to, to do that. I'm not surprised but I thought that was that was awesome. And I loved all those scenes where Sam is finding out that it's Lucifer and what's going on. Jared did such a great job um playing, you know how how afraid he was and then how angry that Cass had chosen that and and then trying to think his way out of it and and unfortunately he got tossed around and unconscious again but not too terrible. I'm
2: telling you, just pat his head and he's gonna it's gonna cause him to go unconscious.
1: Yes. I'm so. <laughs> yes, um, I'm sure, you know, he you know he'll Die from any kind of hunting-related thing. It's going to be that awful football head trauma <laughs> disease that gets him someday, right? Yeah. Um, um, oh, I I made a note that at the end when you know Cass Cassifer's going on and on talking to. Sam, while Sam's got all this time to make the angel sigil, like, it's so, so typical of a villain to have to like talk his captives to death, you know, before he actually does something. Like, you know, good thing because it gave Sam time to do the sigil, but like, ugh, shut up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys always have to talk. This is another kind of nitpick here. So Delphine decides to use the hand of God to to destroy the Nazi ship and the submarine and everybody. And she says to Dean, I hope your ride is fast. How Nobody knew when, of course, Cass, Christopher, was going to show up to get Dean. What if he'd been late? Dean would have blown up with the submarine and the ship. Yes, and that
2: that was another thing. You know, Dean says, you know, this is it's gonna, you know, you're gonna die in an hour. Basically, it's like if you're gonna go back in time to save something, and you know where you're going, you know, it's all gonna explode soon. Wouldn't you go back when you, you give yourself more than just an hour?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, man. You just had no idea when Cass was gonna show up. <laughs> And apparently, the Nazis have a way to bring people back to life. Well, we I think
2: that was—I think they were saying that guy was a demon because he specifically said you should burn him.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: I think that guy. I think that was a demon.
1: Do you think they were implying all the Nazi officers were demons? Well we know they're not
2: all from, you know, the episode with the gallons. Mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think they are saying that several of them were demons. At least this mm-hmm. guy definitely was. Yes. That was Russ my husband and I were both watching it. We both thought, Oh, yep, this guy's a demon.
1: Yeah. Good. Um this episode had Sam and Dean apart quite a bit, but it was well done enough for me with enough going on and enough action and enough interaction that it didn't bother me. They were apart for a while. So Mm -hmm. good, good, good writing there. Um, Also, it made sense and, and there was a lot of brotherly, concern in this episode which I also really love to see they, they've they really gotten back as a team this, this whole season we've seen a lot of it and I'm grateful because we spent too many seasons without them being on the same page and being together and being supportive of each other and I like when Dean says you know I'll go back in time and Sam's like wait a minute we're both going and Dean tells them very logically that if I don't come back one of us still has to be here to deal with you know, Amara. He says, "You better be all right." And says, oh, "What am I not?" And so, Sam just looks at him like, "Really?" <laughs> you right. Almost always aren't right at the end of these things, <laughs> you know. But but I I love that, and I loved their little talk at the end of the episode. And that's a that's a location I don't remember seeing before. The very broken yeah. down dot.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And. and and it, it, it's very it's very cool looking. Mm-hmm. It was very sad, and, you know, very desolate and mournful, and it totally suited the mood of Dean and Sam. And Sam was very good to Dean then. And Dean tears up talking about um, everything. I'm like, I haven't seen that in a while has also reminded me again of how Jared and Jensen don't like to get a direction in the script for that kind of emotion, you know, the mm-hmm. um, where it says cry or don't cry or whatever. They just want to go through the scene. So that's actually Jensen feeling the emotion of that scene and responding to it. And it was, it was really lovely. And I felt very, I felt sorry for him. And, and I like how Sam says, you know, do you want to talk about it? And Dean says, now, you know, story for another time, and he's just too overcome. You know, he's too overwhelmed to talk about it. And Sam honors up, and I, I like that Sam asked, and he didn't push it. You know, it was, it was really, really lovely. Yeah. So, yeah. And Sam leaves him alone, and you see Dean just sit there, and you can tell he's still thinking about it. You know, you actually see him smile a little bit a couple of times. Like, he must have been thinking, well, it was awful that they all died, but at least they took the Nazi ship with them, you know, and that they were heroes. So, I like that.
2: Um, uh, two people on Twitter have said that um, that instead of being a demon, they think he was a, a necromancer um, because in Everybody Hates Hitler, they had to burn the necromancers to kill them. So maybe he was a right. uh, necromancer. Mm. And I was, the best scene ever was, you know, Sam and Dean warming their hands over the burning body.
0: <laughs>
1: that was
2: just, yeah. Oh, that's so a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was just
1: great. I mean, it's so, it's just so practical and something I'm sure a hunter does, you know. I mean, you got to do it. And, I yeah, I loved that scene. I thought it was great. And totally fitting. Mm. Um, What else about this episode?
2: I think we've covered everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was a lot, but we've discussed an awful lot. So at the end, Cass, Cassifer is who knows where. Sam has sent him somewhere. He's going to be cranky when he gets back, especially at Sam. And he's going to be mad at Sam and he thinks Sam is useless because he's like, why am I keeping you alive? You know, which is, it was just awful, just awful. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and they still don't know what's going on with Amara. (laughs) Yeah, she wasn't in this episode at all. Nope, not one bit. And from the previews for next week's episode, which I must say overall looks like so much fun, or, or you know, except for the dying part, but, <laughs> you know, that um, you see Sam and Dean having a great time in the audience. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert, because I'm talking about the preview for next week's wrestling related episode and they look so excited and they look so happy and I love seeing it but the description for the episode is like oh well can't find Amara hey let's go over and you know watch this wrestling match but like yeah, never mind Amara she's just the darkness God saying yeah we tried nope can't find her okay let's go do something else and I'm <laughs> hoping there's a little more to it than <laughs> that. oh is
2: she is she, she behind the toaster it? no okay Let's nope. go yeah.
1: watch wrestling. <laughs> Drop and Oh, nope. You know, Cassifer, uh, nope, not under the table. All right. We're good. So let's go watch wrestling. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping when we see the episode that there's a little more to it than that. You know, explaining, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. And I get that when it's such a big deal. Maybe you do the best you can and they aren't there. So you're know, like, it's kind of like when they when they take a regular case and go, well, you know, you know, Mars in the wind or blah, blah, blah. And so we'll just handle this case in the meantime. But,
2: yeah. I'm so glad they're the, going to have fun because I like, I like the episodes where Sam and Dina having fun.
1: So we don't see it often enough. So yeah, no. I'm really happy. And they are really happy in those scenes. I mean, they're cheering and yelling My Favorite promo picture though is the one where Dean is cheering like mad and Sam is so happy to see that Dean is so happy. You know, it's just like right. my brother. My brother's happy. So, and look at what Sam thinks of the wrestling.
2: I'm betting he'll like it. I'm betting he's a fan of it too because. Mhm. I could be wrong, but I'm thinking he'll he'll be a wrestling fan as well.
1: Yeah. I hope so. I mean it seems like it'd be a little bit more a teen thing. But maybe it's something they used to do together. Yeah. Mm. Um Anything else of the episode, anything coming up, any news or projects, et cetera.
2: Can't think of anything. Um, next weekend, um, either there will be no podcasts or it will just be you and Vinny. Depends on if you and Vinny are both busy mm-hmm. or not, if there's a podcast, because I will be in Nashville for the Nashville convention. I'll be Ooh. tweeting I'll be tweeting from Winchester Rose. Um since there's basically a convention every other week now, <laughs> I may not <laughs> live tweet all the panels, you know, since you know, <laughs> it's basically there, you know, it, it used to be the conventions were, you know, very few and far between, and so live mm. tweeting was a big thing, live tweeting the panels because it was getting information that we don't, you know, information that we don't get very often. But now since they're all the time like twice a month now, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. they're not that they're not as special as they once were. So I don't know know because uh, you know, it'll be fun just to actually pay attention to the panels instead of live tweeting them mm-hmm. all. So I haven't decided mm-hmm. if I'll be live tweeting the panels or not, but I'll definitely um try and tweet
1: pictures and things. So
0: Mhm.
1: Um well after the next episode, the wrestling one um, isn't there, isn't there a break? Like, isn't there a little hiatus yeah. for a t- t- couple of weeks? Well, yeah, it's the March hiatus.
2: hmm
1: So we could always wait for you to come back from the con and then do the wrestling podcast.
2: Okay. That might if be you want. Too. it's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. You know,
0: be cool.
2: If Vinny, if Vinny's all excited and wants to do it, you can do it. But because I know she's very excited for this episode.
0: She's she a fan fans. of the
2: wrestling guy. She likes the Mike wow. the Miz guy. Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay.
2: All right. So you and Vinny can get them it, it out if you want to wait, yeah, uh, wait for me. Yeah, if you
0: want to wait for me,
1: that's totally fine too. I mean, uh, well, yeah, I see we have time. You know, it's it's not like there's another episode right after, so you know we could take a little break and wait and we'll see unless if unless, you know, Vinny's like too excited to, to talk about
2: the wrestling you can't wait. <laughs> That's okay.
0: <laughs>
2: Which probably
0: won't be, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm not like like a huge wrestling fan, you know, it's not really my thing. That makes the wrestling fans happy, I'm I'm very happy for them. So, you know, I I Uh, can wait (laughs) to talk about it. No problem.
2: (laughs) I like that Alex Panovich is in it. Um, He's been in Supernatural twice before. He was in Crossroad Blues. It was his friend who was the architect who died. They interview him about the architect. And he was also um, season seven, no, season six when Sam was soulless. And the episode with the um, skinwalkers, the dog people, um, he was one of the bodyguard dog people in that episode. Mm-hmm. And he, he's also on, um, he was on iZombie, he's on The 100, basically everything that films in Vancouver. And one time, um, uh, Vinny and I were in L.A., and we were at this cafe called Earth and having lunch. And I tell Vinny, I was like, pretty sure that's Alex Panovich sitting over there. And it, she's like, yeah. And, you know, so we're like not trying to – we're trying to look at him without calling, causing attention. So Vinny tweeted, mm-hmm. um, sitting at Earth, and I think it's Alex Panovich in my eye line and he replied back, yep, you're correct. <laughs> so that's <laughs> our big claim to fame with Alex Panovich
1: there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've driven by the Earth Cafe in LA. That's about as close as I can <laughs> go to, to, to being there. Which, if you know, if anybody's there, by the way, they spell Earth Cafe U R P H. In case anybody's wondering, it's a very odd spelling.
3: Um, very
2: good milkshakes. I highly recommend them.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Something um, else?
1: Oh. Like like this episode tonight was number fourteen, and uh, uh, the next one, the wrestling one, is fifteen. And after that,
3: we'll have only eight episodes left of this season. That's wow! Goes so fast, (laughs) goes so fast. And aren't
1: they? They've either started or about to start episode nineteen, I think. Or they were talking about episode nineteen the other day. Yeah, because wow. Filming,
2: in, you know, they always end filming, you know, in March, into March, beginning of April. So
1: yeah, right. That's right. Oh my God, I can't believe it. It feels like they were just getting started. Um, but but very cool. So they they must either know or have a pretty good idea of where this is going to end up. And probably a cliffhanger, figures in there somewhere, whether or not they know by the time they get done filming if the show's renewed or not. Everybody seems pretty positive, but we have not had any official yeah. word yet. And there, there's there been not just the CW. I mean, pretty much none of the networks have announced. I think I think NBC announced a few shows or something. But yeah, for the vast majority of, of shows, there's been no word either way on any network of any of them. So... So don't worry, we're doing fine. And we did a, get a. But if I was
2: a betting person, I would totally bet on Supernatural getting a season twelve because a show that's been on this long, the CW would have to, just for respect, you know, say hey, you know,
0: mm-hmm. this will
2: be your last year, you know, give them a last year, just like they did mm-hmm. Smallville, you know, Small Smallville's mm-hmm. final smallville year was tweet, you know, it was, you know, this is the last year and. So you know they they told them ahead of time. So I would think,
1: yeah,
2: they would have the same I respect hope. for supernatural.
1: I think with this this regime at the CW, I think they would because they are fans and they they do like it and they mm-hmm. seem to still be very supportive. And 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 the ratings were actually just fine this week, right? Very steady. Yeah, and, very. And
2: uh, yeah, two
1: million viewers, zero point eight ratings. So yeah, really good. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think they, they tied or did better than The 100, which is a much newer show, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, if everybody uh, wants to continue, or well, really, the only two that matter, of course, are Jared and Jensen, if they want to do it. And they seem like they would still very supportive and interested and in enjoying it and they seem to change things up every season, keep them interested and, and you know not 100% but nobody's ever going to be 100% with everything so that they're but the majority of um, the storylines and plots and whatever's happening, they, they seem very satisfied so I can't believe it <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe it <laughs> just can't <laughs> wow and we'll have another year of podcasts. I mean, we didn't. We started in season three, but that's that'll be our ninth year of podcasting. Holy cow! So, that's crazy. It is crazy. Um. It, well, I'm uh, trying to think. Is there anything else to add? I think so think we covered everything. I, I think Nobody so. Nobody tweeted any reminders like, hey,
2: you
0: didn't mention this.
1: Um no,
0: nope,
1: no. Nope. Thanks to Brittany
2: for calling in.
1: Yeah, it was so nice to hear from her and she had lovely things to say and about the show as well. Um we don't know where Cass is, we don't know where Amara is. I hope they mention that stuff. Do you know who wrote um, the wrestling episode Yeah, let me pull that up I'll go to our
2: website and get the information Which okay. is WinchesterRose.com
1: Right all the, <laughs> For all the supernatural news and, and facts about everybody, past, present, and future uh, WinchesterRose.com and Facebook Winchester Rose and Twitter at Winchester Rose. Okay, pulling it up
2: we are. Okay, Beyond the Mat is written by John Bring and Andrew Dab, and directed by Jerry Wannick.
1: Oh, awesome!
2: So yeah, we are pretty good. So we should get pretty good explanations. John Bring. John Bring is, uh, I believe, a writer's assistant um, for the show. Yeah. So this will be his right. actual first writing, um,
1: you know, credit mm-hmm. for him.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Well, and hopefully they covered the reasons why Sam and Dean are cool with setting aside Amara and Cass, <laughs> Cass
2: for the time being,
1: to go check out It says, one.
2: Um, the description says deciding they need a break from tracking the darkness. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm guessing
2: they're just like, yeah,
1: let's de-stress for a little while. Yeah, and, you know, if you look everywhere and everything and you can't find anything, you know, well you're waiting to hear back or whatever. And also if you really are concentrating on something, sometimes if you take a break and come back to it, you yep. get a fresh eye yep. and a fresh perspective and it does make a difference. So, And who knows what will be in this episode? I mean, I don't know that many spoilers about it. So by the end, sometimes they'll have like a like a regular case of the week episode, but at the very end, there'll be like a big reveal or a big clue or something will happen mm-hmm. where it'll lead you back. Right. to a be- big big bad art. so maybe this will happen. And It could be because they're going to go on a little hiatus, so maybe it'll leave us hanging for a couple of weeks.
2: All right. And by the way, according to the description, Sam is a fan as well because it says, Dean sees an obituary notice for a wrestler. He and Sam used to watch when they were kids.
1: Oh, cool. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we'll get a flashback. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, okay, cool. Anyway, um episode. Good solid episode. Little things here and there that we that we picked apart, but overall very well done. And it looked gorgeous and well acted, so good good job, Robert Behrens and John Badham directing. And of course and Jerry Wanick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fabulous sets, all of them. Nice going, guys. Okay, Becky, if you don't have anything else, I guess we'll sign off. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sounds good. And uh, keep an eye on our Twitter or Facebook. We'll let you know when the next podcast is, Either, either next weekend or we'll wait for the following. Thanks, everyone, and Jared and Jensen, play us out. Hey, I'm Jared
0: Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.